right, welcome back to House Lights. My name is Liz Noss, and I'm joined again here with Hannah Worley. Hello. So excited that you're back. You're one of my faves ever. Shut up. Um, so today we're just pre-recording because it's Thanksgiving, but we did want to do an episode anyways this week, um, even though it's Turkey Day. But we have many things to get into. Oh. Right. So the first thing we're going to get into is Grammy nominations. Yes. Yeah, so Beyonce is a front runner for me, I would say. I hope she wins. I, I want her to win everything that she's nominated for. I know. And it's like, but Harry's house is nominated, but I feel like Beyonce just deserves it more. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, and this is, I loved Harry's house. Like, that was my summer album, pretty much. But I feel like uh, listening to Beyonce's Renaissance, the album was just, like, it flowed so well. I thought all of the songs were just very artistic. I think this is some of her best work, honestly. And I really just enjoyed how they all flowed together and I, I think she should win. Yeah, and I yeah, I feel like there's a weird allegiance with me to Harry. But you know, since there's no Taylor, there's no real reason for me to be like gung ho about something and just try to appreciate the art. Because yeah. I feel like the last time the Grammys like really appreciated the art was like and not just follow trends was like maybe um Casey Musgraves with Golden Hour. That was an amazing album. Um, I feel like with Billie Eilish, like they were just kind of following the trends. Yeah. And Olivia, I mean, I really like Sour with Olivia Rodrigo, but I like didn't love like the album enough to be like, this is the best album of the year. Like, I thought it was a good album. I think, I think the Grammys, cause didn't they, they extended how many nominees they allow in each category or something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they did that solely for the purpose of just like, appeasing audiences who liked albums that maybe weren't like super artistic and deep and whatever like the Grammys just wanted to like please people mm-hmm. um but I think that this year there's a good like handful I will say for all like best new artist I think I knew like one of the names mm-hmm. I'd honestly never heard of most of those people yeah for sure I'm looking at best new artists right now just make sure that I'm like I, I, I Omar Apollo was nominated and yeah. I listened to some oh, of his I stuff love and I like Omar his stuff. Apollo. I feel like that could be a good front runner. I also think that a good front runner for like album of the year is gonna be Kendrick Lamar. Yes. But also um, the Grammys have like consistently snubbed him. Yeah. So and I, I don't think that this is his like best album yet. No, I feel like I think um, Damn and Pimpa Butterfly were his like two best and they got, they got snubbed fantastic. on those. Yeah. I'm looking at the full list just to see. I know that Adele is in here as well. I I, I think it'll come down to Beyonce and Adele, honestly. Which, I mean, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that they're two, like, iconic artists. I think Lizzo's in running, too. Oh, yeah. Which would be fantastic. But, yeah, no, I think Beyonce's got this in the bag, to be honest. I, I hope so. I think yeah. she deserves it. I can't remember the last time she won Album of the Year. I know yeah. she's got, like, one of them, like, she's got, like, the most Grammys or the most Grammy nominations out of, like, anybody. Yeah, because she was, I believe she was in running with that one she did for The Lion, The Lion King Oh, thing. yeah. And then, but Taylor Swift won for Folklore. Yes. But, yeah, I do remember that. Um, yeah, I, I fear we may have a repeat of what was, like, the 2017 Grammys where it was Beyonce and Adele. Mm-hmm. And then, because it was Lemonade in 25, and then Adele ended up winning and even said, Beyonce deserves this. Right. So if it, if Lemonade it, was my favorite Beyonce album. Oh, that was so, it was so good. I, I, I kind of, as much as, like, 25 was, like, an essential, like, middle school album for me, I think I had to agree with, because even Adele was the first one to say, no, like, this is Beyonce's, like, award. Like, she deserves yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is also music-related. Uh, Taylor Swift and her tour selling out before even general public sale gets to it, which 
is just so irresponsible, <laughs> to be honest. I know. Yeah. Um, Ticketmaster. First of all, I want to talk about how Ticketmaster is literally a monopoly. Um, <laughs> they've decided to just take in, oh, like, all these huge companies. And yet it's not being, like, busted, yeah. you know, trust busted whatsoever. And it's like, how is that all right? Just because they make yeah. tons of money? Because they're, like, catering for the fans, quote, mm-hmm. unquote. Like, I think I did read that, like, the Tennessee Attorney General is now doing an investigation onto Ticketmaster and Live Nation because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like, violating antitrust laws. But... Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and I've never been a huge concert person. Really, I ju- really, I my first like real concert that I went to was honestly earlier this year. I mm-hmm. saw Tyler the Creator; it was great. But this just like turns me off from them even more. Yeah, because Taylor Swift is an like an artist that I love. Yeah, but even I knew like going in like it's not even going to be worth it. It's going to be so expensive. I'm going to be in tears and stressed trying to get these tickets <laughs> that no, like. Really. Like, I've, I know that the concert would be great, but I just worry that having to jump through all of these hoops just to see an artist that you like would just not even make it worth it. Yeah, so I had the same thing with Harry Styles. It was mm. such a big problem that I just, I couldn't, it wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. However, I am a proud owner of two Eras Tour <gasps> concert tickets. Shut up, you got I tickets? Am, yes, I got tickets the first day. Um, I will chronicle my mom's trauma that she went through. <laughs> she's literally trying to teach these feral little eighth graders, right? <laughs> and she's like, sh- like, sit down, shut up, I need to get tickets. And she got on there. She had these amazing seats that she wanted so perfectly. She tried to get parking through Ticketmaster, and it completely shut her out, put her at the end of the queue again. No. So we had to wait two more hours. We did end up getting tickets, which was such a surprise. By the, like, because literally, literally Ticketmaster was shutting down the entire time, which is so crazy because they're like, we had an unprecedented... Uh, amount of, of people. It's like, you gave out the, the pre-sale codes. Yeah, you did this. <laughs> You're the reason it's unprecedented. <laughs> this is on you. Like, I, and also, how would you not know? It's, Taylor Swift is literally the biggest artist yeah. of all time. Yeah. I don't understand how you would not like not get that. Uh, surprisingly, too, I feel like Taylor Swift has been pretty silent about all of yeah. this. Yeah. I actually, so my roommate was talking to her. She's like, honestly, I feel like I can't be a stan of Taylor anymore just because she's letting this like go like go away. And I'm like, I can't go to that extent just because I'm in love with Taylor yeah. Swift. <laughs> but like, I completely understand because all her fans are like super angry mm-hmm. and like in anguish, literally, because yeah. they can't get these tickets that they wanted forever. Which she has been, like, heavily mm-hmm. telling people, go out and get tickets. And then there's not enough tickets for even general sale. Yeah. I do feel as though, a, like, every single person was either given a pre-sale code or they were on the wait list. There or they, no like, one. knew somebody who had, like, yeah. I, I, one of my friends, she's, like, one of the biggest Taylor Swift fans I know. Like, she basically had everybody she knows verify for, like, the, the verified fan thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, like... I'm not gonna be mad at anybody for doing that, but it no. was like like the tickets she ended up getting were like her sister's roommate's boyfriend's mom like ended up buying them. Oh my god! Which like again like it's not her fault that you have to like go through all of these tubes just to get tickets. Like yeah. it's Ticketmaster's fault. Right. I am, however, mad at anyone who has a Capital One card. <laughs> but I don't think that that even works because I heard that because I have a friend who has a Capital One card and she tried to do because she didn't get the pre-sale code. Yeah. So she tried to do the Capital One pre-sale and that didn't even even end up working. Mm-hmm. Last night, I ended up watching uh, Last Week with John Oliver's episode on tickets, just because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this for today. And there was actually, because, you know, people are saying, why doesn't Taylor just use a different, you know, forum to sell her tickets? And so Pearl Jam tried to do the same thing, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're even, like, obviously now, like, a smaller band. 
but like then you know but they still have but they've had they've had a huge following for like years and years so like they have a consistent following and they tried to break away from Ticketmaster however they they could not do that because like it would give them to weird venues yeah Ticketmaster controls the venues is the problem yeah and so like it said like they either had to like perform at a ski lodge in Lake Tahoe (laughs) or like uh like some like a big field in like the desert like Coachella vibes which that's my dream to go to Coachella, by the way. That's like my dream. But still, like very weird venues. And so, if you want to do any single, like, exclusive contract with a venue, you have to go through Ticketmaster. And it's like there's not there there's no ski lodge into Lake Tahoe that's yeah. big enough to hold all the fans that Taylor yeah. has coming to her shows. Yeah. So I don't really blame her. Do I wish that she would just put out a statement? I think she should. I think I think that that would ease a lot of people's like anger yeah. right now is knowing that she's at least on like her fan side like hey like like something along the lines of like hey I know this sucks yeah. I wish it wasn't like this we're working to like release more show dates or something like right, that exactly. like because I do think that there are things that she can do to counter all of the bad things that Ticketmaster is doing, mm. even if she can't completely sidestep them. Right. And she's also doing half the dates that she usually does. So I really? feel like she could, yeah, so mm. compared to other tours that she's done, she's doing, like, half. Like, she's had, like, weeks mm. in places, and the most she's doing, I think, is, like, two or three nights. Well, I know that, like, she, yeah, she's doing, like, one night in New York City. She's not right. doing anything in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So that surprises me. For sure. She's definitely skipping over places, but I'm glad she's coming to Detroit. And I'm glad I got tickets, but I wish that everyone else would be able to at least, like... And also, let's talk about how it said that the tickets were supposed to be from $49 to $499. And people are... I do know somebody that got one of the $50 tickets. They're like, last row nosebleeds, but like that was what they wanted. Right. So I will say that there are people who did get to benefit from like the $50 tickets. Yeah. But I just, I don't, but I feel obviously like the they were, there are screenshots from Ticketmaster Live Nation that are like $20,000 oh, saw floor VIP ticket. I saw, it's like one ticket, floor VIP, somebody's reselling it for $90,000. That's insane. And do you think that people would actually do that? I think they might. My mom, okay, this is funny. She's <laughs> on a luxury Peloton mom site. That's what it's called. <laughs> and which is already funny and stuff. Is she a luxury Peloton mom? She is a Peloton mom, that's for sure. Okay. Um and she like people are like offering to like fly anywhere to get these tickets. Like they're gonna do anything. And, and so I think that it's Swifties. valid. There are some really rich Swifties out there. I know. I you know, I'm I'm lucky that I got tickets, but I am not one of those. Yeah. I'm not a twenty thousand dollar ticket girly. No. No. Um but yeah, no, I think that she should release a statement. And I think it would go way easier. And I think they should add more dates yeah. as well. All right. And however, maybe she's a little confused on where to put the, um, the, the you know, the sentiment out there because Twitter is shutting down. Yeah. Is it shutting down? Well, it was supposed to shut down last night, and then it didn't. I put out my final eulogy, <laughs> and I woke up this morning and I checked, and there were likes on my eulogy, and I'm like, well, people are still on here. Obviously. I don't think it's gonna shut down. I think. I don't know. I feel like people are assuming the worst, which I don't blame them yeah. at all because things are not looking very because good Elon for Twitter Musk, yeah. and Elon Musk. <laughs> but I would be surprised if it shut down just because I feel like it's been a staple of social media for so long. I know. I'm like, I was like sick about it last night. I <laughs> went on like a midnight Wendy's run because I was so upset about it. <laughs> I had to go get that biggie bag and to like 
help me with my troubles. Fair enough. That's that's fair. No, but I I just wrote a story actually on, on the Twitter thing. It's not out yet, but it'll be out pre- well, obviously by the time this comes out. Um, but you know, he's mostly laying off people who are content moderators that would help mm-hmm. with the problems that they're having. And then he's de- like, I feel like laying off people is going to show that you're more bankrupt than maybe you actually are. But it is so interesting how strategic he's being about the people that he lays off. Yeah. Like, it's the people who are, like, monitoring content and, like, protecting people's personal information right. that he's laying off. And I think those are the last people that you should be laying off right. if you're, like, in a deficit. Especially since he's the one who said that he wants it to be a free speech forum without the hate speech. Yeah. But unfortunately, we saw an immediate upscale in hate speech. Yeah, what when was the Elon percentage of like the number of people who used the N-word? Oh my gosh. It was, I don't know, it went up a lot though. I was continuously, they were like you know, the little Instagram infographics. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just continuously scrolling through them and it was just hateful thing after another and mm-hmm. it was it was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fate holds for Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now. It's still going. You can still go follow me at Liz underscore Nas <laughs> right now. Um, but, um, but yeah, hopefully it stays around because I'm not going to Facebook. Oh, no. I don't no, care what no, happens. No, 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 no. There was, like, a, this professor I was talking to for the story. He's like, does anyone know about Mastodon? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so. But maybe that's going to be the next Twitter. Well, I think some people are trying to flock back to Tumblr. No, literally. my <laughs> One of my friends said Tumblr, and I was like, oh, no. Not this again. Not my fan fiction days. <laughs> Don't make me go back. <laughs> and I was like, Reddit is too much you'll, for me. You'll, you'll put your hair up in a messy bun. And I'll walk down the stairs <laughs> with my Converse, and my mom will say, your new you're, it's your new owner. It's One Direction. And hello, love. Hello, love. <laughs> um, anyways, that is totally... <laughs> You want to tell me about your fan fiction days really quick while we're on the topic? I was ne- I never had a <gasps> fan fiction day. What? No. None? None. No one? No, no one. Anyways, if you can look hard enough, you can find my Nile Horan fan fiction on Wattpad. <laughs> but I I would like you to not read it, but it does have 10,000 reads if you're looking wow. for it. Wow. Yeah, no, I was, She's pre- famous. I was pretty acclaimed. <laughs> I don't know what to say. She's a critically acclaimed author. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. A New York Times bestseller. <laughs> No, I wish, bro. Anyways, so for music, movies, and entertainment, we're going to talk today about The Sex Life of College Girls Season 2 just came out, which I love season season 1 so much. I haven't gotten to watch Season 2 yet just because life and but tell me how you're liking it so far. Yeah, so uh, they released the first two episodes. I watched them both last night. I think that it's very good. I think that they're, like, keeping up with the storylines that they had from... There's only one storyline that they kind of just cut off, so I don't know if they're cutting that off completely or if they just... What storyline? Spoiler alert. Um... (laughs) The the Nico storyline was like the girlfriend and Kimberly. Oh, like the yeah. first the first literally the first scene of like the first episode. Um, oh gosh, what's the blonde girl's name? Renee Ryan. Layton. We'll Layton. 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 Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, Nico got expelled. Whatever. And then like, I don't even think anything else is said about him. Oh wow. So he's not even in this season. Like, he couldn't make it. To, he couldn't make it to set. I don't know if like they're like bringing him back later for drama, but. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's really good. I was like, as I was watching this, I think I, the reason why everybody likes this show so much, the scenes are so short. Yeah, no, it's Every true. scene is like maybe a minute. Mm-hmm. And I think we like it because it like gives us the same sort of 
boost that being on TikTok does. No. Like, it's the perfect yeah. show for people with short attention spans because every scene doesn't last longer than, like, three yeah. or four minutes before going on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just long-form TikTok. I also like that we, like, get to know all the characters then, like, yeah. very well. So we get, like, one-minute scenes yeah. every single, you know, Like, we get, like, a tiny bit of Whitney and then a tiny bit of Kimberly and then yeah. a tiny bit of, you know, everybody else, so... Right. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's a great... I don't think it's a exact representation of college life would you say oh no <laughs> <laughs> at least not my college life. no i i don't think so but i do love renee rap i've been She's a fan great. of her since she was regina on broadway and mean girls yes yes no but she yeah she's great i i really like timothy chalamet's sister i literally which like, i didn't even know that until after whole, i finished the it. whole first season i I like I think halfway through I like looked up her name just to see what else she'd been in and I saw that her last name was Chalamet <laughs> and I like couldn't see her the same way after I figured out that she was Timothy Chalamet's sister. No, literally. It's it's actually terrible. She they look be- so alike. I know. She has a way better haircut in this season though. She like, oh, re- thank God. I know. It was atrocious last season. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting so for that good. one. Yeah. Turn it <laughs> no, I'm excited to start it again because season one was really good. I actually bought HBO Max just to watch it. Really? Because I saw the trailers and then of course like, I had to keep up with Euphoria of course. as well. So um, I'm actually really excited for that, too. That is not... That's not any part of what we were talking about, but now I'm just thinking <laughs> about Euphoria. I just want to get back into that again. But anyways, did you watch Euphoria? I watched part of it. Um, my, like, roommate... My roommates last year were really into it, so they'd have, like, little Euphoria watch parties. Yes, exactly. I will say, some of the show I just, like, can't do. Mm. Like, some of, like, the violence and the sex and the drugs. Like, yeah. sometimes I feel like like, an, like a church mom. <laughs> when I watch that show, I'm like, I don't need to be seeing this. But I will say I appreciate all of the acting and the yeah. outfits. And, like, when it's like when it's not that kind of... I like the plot, you know? For sure. I loved, I loved the Lexi and Fez storyline. Oh, they're the best. I love I that. feel like Lexi, though. Like, if I yeah. had to pick a character, oh, like, I'm Lexi. Same. Oh, my God. We're Lexi. <sighs> I love that. All right. So, let's talk about your column that just came yeah. out today. So, first of all, just give me the gist of it. I'm just going to let you tell your own story. Yes. Okay. So, basically, the gist of the column is that I've never had my first kiss. Um, so, I just kind of talk about what that's like being here at MSU, 20 years old, never having had a first kiss, how... Um, I, I am normally not super open about that, and I yeah. go into this in the column about how, like, it can be kind of embarrassing, because yeah. I feel like, just with hookup culture, everybody seems so experienced, everybody seems like they've been in relationships before, and um, because I've never had that, like, I get embarrassed, because I'm like, oh, well, what's wrong with me then, you know? Like, yeah. why, why am I like this? Um, but I think I've gotten a lot better, like, accepting that about myself. Am I still a little embarrassed about it? Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like that's natural. But I also think that there's a lot more people like me out there than we assume. For sure. And that was the biggest driving force for writing this column was knowing... Because I I have some friends that, like, have never had their first kiss either. Yeah. And it's like, I don't... Like, I know that there's nothing wrong with them. Like, I... And so... So, I you know, I was hoping that people who are in a similar situation as me can read this column and like relate to it and see like you know there's just because you are in college and aren't having the typical like 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 you know like the sex lives of college girls like you know just because like my life doesn't really look like them doesn't mean that I'm 
anything less. For sure. No, and do you think it's harder to look around at MSU? Because I definitely feel an overwhelmingly, like, hookup culture here, for sure. Oh, yeah. Around me, every, like, uh, like every single one of my friends are, like, talking to, like, 7,000 different people and stabbing them. And I'm like, I just, I never felt like I could identify with that. So do you think that makes it harder for, for you? For sure. Yeah, and I actually... Uh, the last time I was on the podcast, I was talking about a story that I wrote about being confidently single. Yes. And I thought Love about that story. story a lot when I was writing this column because mm-hmm. the the girls that I interviewed for that story as well were saying the same things about how, like, being at MSU makes it so much worse. Yeah. Because you're around the hookup culture all the time and you're always hearing stories about people hooking up and, like, having the best sex and doing all of this stuff. And that's, like, great for them, Mm -hmm. you know. But, like, when you're not part of that, again, it just kind of, like, emphasizes those thoughts that you're already having about yourself that, like, oh, well, there's something wrong with me if I'm not doing that. Right. What are your standards for a first kiss, then? What are you looking for? Again, I, I, I talk about this in the column. Like, I it doesn't need to be, like, romantic and perfect and amazing. Yeah. It just needs to be with somebody that I genuinely want to kiss. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't feel like I have to, like, r- rush myself into this Absolutely. or, like, force myself into this. I'm totally fine if it sucks, just as long <laughs> as if it was, like, my choice to kiss that person. Exactly, yeah, no. And I feel like, you know, feeling pressure leads you to make, like, a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Like, in the type of person that you're, like, looking for, even mm-hmm. if it's just for, like, a night or a party. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel, like, crappy about yourself. You're like, well, that was, like, it's almost like empty calories. Yeah. Like, there was nothing really there. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I totally get that, and I really enjoyed read it, reading your column. Thank you. Uh, you're such uh, you're such a great writer. Thank um, you. You are, too. <laughs> how does it feel to be a love and sex reporter without having your first kiss? <laughs> I will say, when I got the call from Samaya, or I forget if it was Samaya or who was Dina that yeah. called me over the summer to offer me this position, I think I, like, laughed. But they, like, <laughs> they called me, like, they'd love to offer you the position of love and sex reporter. And I think my response is, like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I was excited. But I was like, me? Really? <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think I've learned so much just from being on this beat. Um, yeah. And it's made me think about my own love life more than I think I ever have just because I'm writing about it constantly and just even if it's not like stories about relationships, it's stories relating to the idea of love and sex. And so um, it's definitely put a lot of things into perspective. For sure. Well, I think that's it for House Lights this week. Thank you so much for being here, Hannah. Thank you for having me.